2: Did it occur to you that you say the same thing every day?
1: All right, well, let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, we invite you to do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai inventory, or the pre-owned inventory. They have hundreds of perfect vehicles there with the Carfax and everything ready to go. You can select your perfect ve- perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. Yesterday, I got a call from my daughter saying, uh, did you buy another vehicle at Sunbury Motors? Uh, no, the radio station buys them, not me. So uh, yeah, You they-
2: talk a lot about it, however. <laughs>
1: All right. but I do have a new Ford F one hundred and fifty picked out. Oh, guess what? It's a hybrid. Oh so no! It <laughs> is super. So I'm going to be talking about fabulous miles. Uh, gasoline miles is going to be in the twenties on the highway. So well, that's can we get you the cook.
2: paperwork now? Can you sign today? Yeah. Can you take delivery today? Sure. Well, then why aren't you?
1: Because the Sunbury Motor Company has so many other vehicles to look at. And you want to I'm see still, them all. I'm still undecided as to which one's going to be perfect for me. I'm also thinking about a Lincoln Navigator pickup truck, and this will be an opportunity for you to have a six-foot bed with all the luxury of the Lincoln Navigator in the front cab, and uh, you can haul around dead deer or garbage or leaves <laughs> or whatever you're doing. It's funny, that's not really part of the sales pitch, but it should. <laughs> that's what I put in my truck bed, and that's what you want to put in yours. It's an opportunity, really, for you to get the vehicle that's perfect for you. That's the bottom line. You want a vehicle that's perfect for you from the Sunbury Motor Company, so please.
2: So your definition of perfect is something to haul a dead deer in, something which you never have come in contact with. Oh, yeah, don't, I haul <laughs> deer around for my buddies all the time. Do you really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they shoot They aren't in, your own, though. And I take them to the
1: butcher. On the mark, sponsor sponsored the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open, one 800 795 that's one 800 You can email us at onthemark at and you can text us at
2: 70236. So now that the um, people from the left are taking over control of the government and President-elect Biden is more and more assured of his office every day, the war on Christmas is flaring up again. What? Yes. Have you heard in St. Anthony, Minnesota, resident Kim Hunt received an anonymous letter from a neighbor on Monday chastising her and her husband for their Christmas light display? Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah, they're, I...
1: they're tone deaf to the wealth disparities
2: in the U.S., <laughs> the religious differences and... Uh... Um, That's right. So, in other words, everybody should give up their rights so that somebody else can have theirs. They're deaf to people's <laughs> suffering. So, anyway, go ahead and read what you have there. I'm sure this is from Fox News. Actually, it is from Fox News. Uh, I couldn't help but notice your Christmas light display. During these unprecedented times, we have all experienced challenges which casual words just don't describe what we're feeling. The idea of twinkling colorful lights are a reminder of divisions that continue to run through our society. A reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas or who can't afford to put up lights of their own. The letter, shared by Crime Watch Minneapolis, reads, we must do the work of educating ourselves about the harmful impact an outward-facing display like yours can have. The letter then challenges Hunt, who is a nurse, by the way, to respect the dignity of all people while striving to learn from differences, ideas, and opinions of our neighbors. We must come together collectively and challenge these institutional inequities. The letter concludes, St. Anthony is a community welcoming of all people, and we must demand better for ourselves. So we're welcoming of all people, except people want to put up Christmas lights. (laughs) Okay. Those are the people that need to have their attitudes
1: adjusted. That's funny you would detect that. Well, well, and I think in the U.S. there are income disparities and wealth, uh, you know. Twinkling Christmas sort of lights versus. remind you of them? No, not really. But, uh, well, and plus, the, whoever wrote the letter to this family, they wrote it anonymously. They didn't sign That's it. That's right. It's okay. The cowards. So they don't know what the people in the house do. Maybe those people in the house have done nothing, but maybe they're long and they share you know, most of their wealth with the poor. The lady's Maybe a they... nurse.
2: She's a nurse. I doubt that she's a glunk zillionaire.
1: Well, I'm sorry, glunk zillionaires still work, <laughs> Joe. So sorry, but anyway. And in, in terms of religious differences that exist in the U.S., um, really, I, I, I think our displays of religiosity are really what makes a great fabric in the U.S. But you don't. Re- but what I'm sa- what I'm saying, though, I guess the bottom line is, whomever wrote the letter doesn't really know what's in the hearts of the individuals who live inside. So <laughs> How can you say that they're flouting the you know religious and wealth differences?
2: The over whole idea other of somebody putting up Christmas lights being somehow antithetical to common sense and good taste is just so ridiculous. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a <laughs> minute. I've seen many Christmas displays that displays that were antithetical to good taste. Well, so maybe <laughs> that that's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> right, but that's their that's their problem. So what is their problem? problem? I mean, and you know, for someone to even write a letter like this is just Beyond belief to me.
1: Well, and the letter writer might not also be aware that December is the m- most charitable month of the year. This is the time when, um, like well, I think, uh, I. Th- I think it's there's three big months when people are giving and one of which one of them is in the summer but december is the biggest month for charitable donations
2: and demonstrations of volunteerism and so on okay but the central theme here is that somehow she has been insensitive to others by putting up christmas <laughs> lights and that she should give up her right to be a christian and celebrate christmas because it might offend somebody else whom i'm sure this writer would want to if, if, mm-hmm. se- if somebody was celebrating ramadan you know i wonder if she- she would also put a note out to them saying, "You know, your your conspicuous celebration of Ramadan is uh, you know terrible, and you should m- modify it." If you were hyper, you could answer this. If you were hypersensitive to
1: income disparities in the U.S. and you are a glunk zillionaire, so you can answer this. Um,
2: no, I spent half my glunk.
1: Okay, well, that's fine. You're still a half-clong billionaire. That's fine. If you, let's suppose all of a sudden, you know, you go through this big transformation and you are suddenly hyper-aware of wealth disparities in the U.S. The fact that many, many people are suffering right now, you know, the pandemic has really slowed a lot of industries down and sort of the working class experiences that more than you, a retiree, might experience. I so see.
2: if you were hypersensitive to those individuals, what would you do? Well, let me put it to you this way. Why do you assume that someone who maybe doesn't have enough money to put up an elaborate display wouldn't enjoy seeing one? I'm not assuming that. I, well, I you make, are assuming I'm that. You, You're asking if you, were, me, if you were
1: suddenly hypersensitive to other
2: people. I wouldn't what would be, you do? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't not put up my Christmas decorations. Right, you would decorate. I would decorate. Yeah. You help out uh, places serving meals, yeah, so you would right. do that if it weren't so for the pandemic. So must we become anymore? apologists for our success? If we have lived a decent life, we have worked hard, we have acquired a few things, and we wish to put up a Christmas light display because mm-hmm. we can afford to. It's not going to break us to turn on the electricity for a few nights. So why is that wrong? Why should I say, oh, gee, well, I can't put up Christmas lights because somebody else can't afford them? That's like saying I can't drive a car because somebody's walking. Where are you going to draw that line, Mark? Well, I'm asking you what well, you do. I'm asking you where you're drawing the line. Uh, <laughs> I have no
1: line. There is no line. <laughs> See, I have trifocals on. No line. <laughs> no line, right. Okay, so um, the fact is that uh, I, I, think, I, I think the letter writer is accurately worried about these topics, this income disparity and religious differences and the fact that many people are suffering today. There's no argument about that. But I I still think the letter writer may not know what's going on in the house. It certainly is possible that the occupants of the house, this nurse and uh, whomever, whatever the husband is, are are hyper-involved in their community and their church. I submit to you
2: that's irrelevant.
3: Right. What, what's You're going right, on in the I'm house is
1: irrelevant they put up christmas lights Everything's because irrelevant they celebrate here. christmas we're trying to talk <laughs> yes but we're trying to make this relevant for our conversation yes okay. it's true all of this is irrelevant it's not even around here so what difference does it make but somebody took the time to write a uh, a poignant letter about the the issues, a nasty letter in the U.S., that's fine, and uh, delivered it to them, and did they just give it to them or to anybody with any decoration?
2: No, I think they mailed this specifically
1: to this family. You know, it says, hey, Joe McGranahan and Maybe they're the only
2: ones. I mean, the lady has a lighted wreath in the center of her second-story window, Mm -hmm. and uh, as many people do, has a string of lights across the gutters in front of the house. Okay. That was about it.
1: (laughs) No inflatable Grinch There
2: there wasn't. I mean, I've seen, uh, who is it? Somebody around here, whoa, isn't the radio station having a contest asking to see the most lighted displays? Right, we're doing that. Are you also sending them a letter telling them that they ought to be ashamed of themselves for putting those up? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the automatic reply. Uh, We're like, as soon as you reply, you get the auto-reply. that says, aha, you are part of the problem. (laughs) Right. Your income disparity is showing Right, and uh, your religiosity. Some of them are rather elaborate displays, to
1: say the Mm, least. Right. Well, look at Knoebels. They have just a fabulous display out there right now.
4: Oh,
2: well, let's write them a nasty letter, too. (laughs) We'll have to give them a registered letter because it's really nice. But the the, the, the essential thing here to me is that that they wrote this letter saying that, you know, other people are not celebrating Christmas. And that's been the theme all along here, that we must realize that not everybody celebrates Christmas. How many people deliberately say, I won't take off December 25th, even if they don't celebrate Christmas? And why can't Christians have a holiday that they celebrate? that's acceptable to other people, and the other people have to put their feelings aside while we celebrate if we're supposed to put our feelings aside while they celebrate.
1: Well, I... think that that would be okay. Uh, You know, I'm going to use I'm going to keep using you as an example until you stop me. But you're generous (laughs) all year round and you're generous at this time of year. You know, I know you help out with Thanksgiving meals for other individuals. I I think you do that for Christmas too, correct? We have different things we take part in. So, all right. So there's a personal glimpse behind Joe's uh, persona, but I, I really think that, um, I think the the letter writer just doesn't see what's in people's hearts. You know, it could be that the people in the house that put up that modest decoration that you're describing have nothing but the greatest amount of empathy and feelings and occasionally maybe volunteering and or donation or help for people who are suffering. And I think it is, we should be cognizant of one sentence in the letter and that's that they're during this pandemic, there are people suffering. If if we just keep that in mind, I think we'd be... But
2: you're, you're saying that they have be to justify people. them putting up their Christmas decorations by other charitable acts. I, did, I didn't I did say that. I'm but just that's saying... That's the inference you're
1: delivering. No, here. I'm just responding to the poignant letter that says your life's out of balance. It's all garish and no-go. And I'm <laughs> saying that you don't have that... You can't tell just from driving by somebody's house how charitable, generous, or what they're their thoughts are, their religious beliefs, or how they help individuals who are suffering.
2: Well, as President Trump said four years ago, we're going to say Merry Christmas now. And I don't have any problem with that. You know, and I, I President celebrate. President Trump said that? Yes, he did. He said, we're going to say Merry Christmas right. again. And I have no problem with saying Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends who celebrate the Festival of Lights. And they have they have their menorahs out, and you know, should we turn them off? Cindy, you're on the mark this morning.
3: Good morning, gentlemen, and my Christmas lights are on, and I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> Good for you. And if you don't care to see them, close your eyes, unless, of course, you're driving. <laughs> um, I, I find my reaction to this is that the letter writer would be better, uh, better, you would better use their time by putting it into helping their fellow man for whom they express such empathy. And there are thousands of ways to do that, especially at this time of year. There's nothing to be gained by sending hostile uh, accusatory letters to people that you don't even have the courage to put your name to. Nothing. Nothing to be gained by that. In fact, now a great deal of notoriety against this person who I'm sure doesn't have the courage to stand up and say, yes, I'm the one who did this.
2: Well, they if say their some. They say that some,
3: people should be helped. I respect that. It, I share that passion, and they can pick that way in which they choose to help people. But it does not start by sending nasty letters to your neighbors or anyone else for that matter. If you want to do something positive, then act positively. There is no positive that comes from being negative.
5: Set Surely a good we see
3: that right now in our country. You know, half the population has been heavily vested in eating the other half alive. What good (laughs) has come of that? None. Point to some good of that.
2: There's no good from it. I mean, people who exactly. can't, get, can't get over the election, they want to hold grudges against people. It's terrible. You know, we need to come together as a country and as a people and celebrate Christmas, celebrate Hanukkah, celebrate Ramadan. You know, uh, that's part of our diversity in this country. I have no problem with seeing a display for some other religion, you know, as I go down the street. I, I'm glad that they have the right in this country to do it
3: you know if you, uh, they would be shocked this person uh, yesterday i needed a string of c7 lights i could not find one everyone was sold out big hmm. stores not a christmas light to be found there wow so so and i said something to one of the cashiers at one of the stores in my frustration who said yeah people have been buying these left and right and they believe it's a reaction to pushing back against the sadness and the depression that this the social isolation that this whole COVID thing has created, that people are lighting up as an outward statement of joy, of hope, of peace. What is wrong with that?
2: Well, didn't some people. Not a thing,
1: Sydney. Some people relight their Christmas decorations in March, I think, as part of the pandemic.
2: Yeah, uh, some people did in July, I think. It was oh, is July, that what oh, okay, that they, July, they were putting okay. up wow. Christmas decorations in July? That's right. No, just, I didn't.
3: I right. did not do that. A sign of but, hope. You know, I. It, it's. Uh, I gather for some people it's in their nature to vest heavily in criticizing. (laughs) And certainly on occasion, I call in here and I am very critical of our elected officials. But I know that if you want to change human behavior, you're not going to do it by criticizing people. You're not going to do it. And in fact, many of the uh, social scientists have come out to say that this approach of bashing people who don't wear masks, it's not going to work rather they say you need a message like be a hero put on a mask right i care about my neighbor i wear my mask whatever positive uplifting message you want to have those are the things that change people's behavior but unfortunately many folk default to criticism and to name-calling and to bashing other people when they don't share the same perspective. Now, this if this person who wrote this letter doesn't want to put a single light up on their house, put up a Christmas tree, make any acknowledgement of the holiday season, I respect that. I totally respect that. But leave your neighbor alone. If I lived there, I would be I would go chastise this person if I could find them. Well, I think because it might, it might be easy to... be f- beyond the bounds of propriety. It, Just because you don't... If this were anything else, if this were Jewish people, if these were uh, Buddhists, if these were Sikhs, if these were, you know, name it, right? Druids. Amish. Know, it would, <laughs> nobody would think to criticize them. But this person lashes out, makes ridiculous assumptions. I know of no nurse who is uber wealthy, Mark. Correct me if I'm wrong. Find me one. Um, So that person's on the front lines every day putting their life at risk to serve humanity. And for this person to attack them, to me, is beyond the pale. Just beyond the
6: pale. Well, I would suggest. And I
3: wish everyone a very merry Christmas. I would Thanks suggest.
2: You uh, thank you, Cindy. I would suggest that the homeowner look around the neighborhood and see who doesn't have a light display up, and that would be the start of my list of suspects. One of our Take good
3: Christmas cookies. One of That's our good nurses.
2: Uh, one of our good nurses sends me a text. Says I still
1: work as a nurse. I know of many nurses who you could say married up or have family money, and their family has lots of money.
3: I stand corrected. As a nurse, <laughs> I've not ever had that experience. But
1: you haven't gotten rich from nursing. Them. Yeah, you they haven't have worked at Geisinger. What? <laughs> what? You, you haven't worked at Geisinger. Marry a doctor at Geisinger. Nor would it. I work at that
3: institution. But
1: that's, <laughs> a that's a whole other topic. All right, thank you so <laughs> thank much, you Cindy. Cindy. Really, Bye. really, thank you. All right, we've got a caller standing by on this uh, very topic. Joe, read the uh, middle paragraph of that letter again that was sent to a family that had Said, a perfectly normal Christmas. I
2: couldn't help but notice your Christmas light display. During these unprecedented times, we all have experience challenges which casual words just don't describe what we're feeling. The idea of twinkling colorful lights are a reminder of divisions that continue to run through our society, a reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate Christmas or who can't afford to put up lights of their own. The letter shared by Crime Watch Minneapolis reads, we must do the work of educating ourselves about the harmful impact an outward facing display like yours can have.
1: Oh dear, alright 1-800-795-956 It's our telephone number. Call us immediately if you have any reaction at all whatsoever to that letter, good or bad, 1-800-795-9565.
4: Welcome
1: back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. Dan is so kind to wait through the break. And to give us a buzz, uh, we've been talking about a letter that was sent to some homeowners in what, California, right? No, Minnesota. Minnesota, who they had a normal Christmas decoration out, but somebody sent them an anonymous letter saying how inappropriate it was. It shows that they're ignoring the wealth disparities, divisions, and people suffering. What's your view on this, Dan?
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Well, my view, every time I go by a Christmas display of lights, it reminds me that light, the light, come into the world to make our lives much better in the here and now and in the hereafter. So I love seeing the displays, the lights, although I don't put much up anymore. It's not because I'm opposed to it, it's just because I got lazier with old age <laughs> there you,
1: there you go. and don't
5: want to climb up anymore, so that's the only reason. But I love these displays of lights, and the more lights, the better I like it because it reminds me, as I said, that the Lord Jesus Christ come into this world to lighten up our lives, and anyone that wants their life better here and in the hereafter can believe in this Savior, they decided to come into the world as a babe and become our Lord and Savior and have a much better life. So that light is a great thing. And a lot of my Christmas cards I use this year talk about the light. So that's sort of your uh, topic fit in with my with my Christmas cards and just worked out for great.
2: Were you okay with other people celebrating their holidays by putting up the lights or the things that mark their particular observances?
5: That's their, you know, it's their business what they want to celebrate. So you're not gonna send
2: them a nasty letter about it, huh?
5: No, no, no. It's their personal business in this, in our country, the way we're set up. You can celebrate whatever you believe in, but I noticed most of the lights that I see put up or a lot of times they have a manger scene with the Lord Jesus Christ celebrating His birth. Now some have, I seen here in town, some have both Santa and the Lord Jesus. They put the celebration together. But i never been a a person that railed against Santa Claus, as long as you put it in the proper perspective. It's like my nephew, their ministers, they teach their daughter, Santa Claus is myth. Jesus Christ is the real, the real deal, the real Savior. Well, let me ask you Why this, we <laughs> Dan. Christmas.
1: As Christians, we're called upon to be... Humble and to not have garish displays and to be shouting in the uh, street corners and you know showing our, our suffering selves in plain sight. What's your view on that? So should we have Christmas displays? Is that not a garish display uh, of lack of humility? Uh,
5: no, I, <laughs> I don't look at humility as that. It, it, we can be humble and still have a beautiful display if the Lord doesn't condemn richness in fact I have friends that are much richer than I and I'm not a bit dismayed by it I'm thankful for them friends that were able to eke out more of success than I was and I thank the Lord that they were able to do it I don't I'm not jealous And if they can put up a beautiful light display, that doesn't bother me. I think I'm saying, well, thank the Lord that he gave them that success. And as long as they give credit to him, I have no problem with that. And I don't think the Lord, in this world we live, we have to strive for success in the future world we won't
2: we won't be
6: home for. all right okay. thank you so much dan okay, yeah well, well, one of our great when...
2: you two and one of our writers who is taking the opposite tack, says bah humbug signed tom all right are you dismayed at the display that was
1: placed at a home give us a call and diss it or endorse it, we'd love to hear from you on the next segment coming up during the 9 a.m. hour. This is Ok. Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK live telephone uh, talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. Mr. Rob's to my immediate right. Rob Center, fabulous producer, super duper guy, a famous dog walker in and around the borough of Northumberland, and just a, f- a great, great sports fan and a wonderful human being. That's Mr. Rob Center on the other side of the glass. Very glad to see that he's hard at work and making sure that your phone call goes right through. We invite you. To call us 1 800 795 9565. We're talking about a Christmas light display that uh, drew an anonymous letter from a writer in Minnesota who said uh, that uh, the garish display, which is really just a few lights, it was uh, really called attention to the income disparities and the big differences in the U.S. and our religious differences and was an inappropriate uh, display. So we've had a bit of a conversation about that. We've also uncovered that. uh, some nurses marry gongcilionaires. <laughs> So that's good to know. All right, so mm-hmm. we've, we've definitely uncovered some fabulous information this morning. On the Mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us, as one individual has done, about this topic, about Christmas greetings at onthemark at www.kok.com. And you can text us at 70236. That's the Text Connect system. So we invite you uh, to utilize that particular system and stay in touch with us. We do have some brief news headlines. As you heard on CBS, U.S. Supreme Court has declined to hear one of the appeals related to Pennsylvania's election.
7: At his White House vaccine summit, the president called on state legislatures and Supreme Court justices to step in. Let's see
4: if they have the courage to do what
7: everybody in this country knows is right but in a simple one sentence order the supreme court turns down a gop request to upend the certification of joe biden's victory in pennsylvania the court's unsigned order is being read as a signal that despite mr trump's public pleas the justices will not be acting on his behalf to overturn the will of the people
1: CBS's Stephen Portnoy. Just as the state's number of cases of coronavirus and death related to uh, coronavirus continue to climb, so too are the number of state lawmakers who test positive. The latest is Representative Mike Reese of Westmoreland County, a Republican who posted on Facebook that he got a positive test back. PenLive.com says he shared uh, that he began experiencing his first symptoms on November 30th after spending Thanksgiving with his uh, family. Uh, He said he was at the Capitol most recently on November 20th. He was not, I repeat, not at that spectacle November 24th or 25th in uh, Gettysburg, where a uh, largely maskless crowd gathered and turned into a super-spreading event, uh, presumed to be the location where Senator Doug Mastriano and Senator Judy Ward uh, both picked up uh, their cases of COVID-19. So those are the three lawmakers and... um, I do remember uh, Drew Lewis had it early on in the pandemic, as I recall. So Andrew Lewis and uh, the uh, uh, probably the son of the great lawmaker was uh, had that and recovered. He's also Andrew Lewis is the one that plays piano with house member david Rowe of our area in that now almost viral video that's being circulated of them playing piano and decorating a tree in the rotunda anyway we digress geisinger's president and ceo says uh, geisinger is ready to receive its uh, first doses of the vaccine
5: i think the pfizer is probably a step ahead at this point the first batches we'll see fairly quickly within the next several weeks
1: and that is geisinger president and ceo dr jay juan says the geisinger vaccine uh, the uh, pfizer vaccine should be here soon he says he has a team working on their distribution plan
5: it'll be the frontline healthcare workers and even within that probably areas that are seeing almost exclusively COVID patients that will probably be near the front of the prioritization but then other healthcare workers those who are higher risk patients and then it'll cascade from there
1: he says Geisinger has multiple freezers capable of storing adequate quantities of the vaccine safely. Local health officials in India say a couple tied the knot, reaching uh, not, tied the knot recently with matching PPE. They had matching blue hazmat suits, visors, masks, and oxygen filters. While well, the bride recently tested positive for coronavirus just hours before their nuptials, she didn't want to spread it to anybody. The wedding took place in the courtyard of the COVID-19 quarantine center in Buran, India. The priest wore a white hazmat suit and a matching hood. Afterward, she tossed a bouquet of brightly colored N95 masks out into the waiting crowd in India. So see, that's that's real pandemic romance for you. All right, uh, we have open phones. one 800 7959 is our telephone number. Uh, the subject of our next caller is institutional stupidity. stupidity. So, <laughs> must be talking about the U.S. Congress. Good morning, Mike. You're on the mark.
7: Yes, the, uh, the letter that uh, talked about the Christmas lights here in Minneapolis, uh, I've taken that to heart. I've come to realize that uh, the majority of people that display Moravian stars are uh, Trump haters and, and maybe even uh, secret Nazi lovers. And uh, since I have a Moravian star on my front porch, as soon as this phone call is over, I, I will be uh, taking it down because I do not want to offend the uh, lady across the street that uh, had the Biden sign in her front yard thinking that I'm a a Nazi lover and a a Trump lover, and I I don't want to offend her. So (laughs) I'm going to fall prey to the institutional stupidity that's going on in this country right now.
2: Well, I think that's a pretty good description of it, uh, except that this woman was making it a very personal thing. You know why she picked on one person who maybe lived probably lives in her neighborhood. I'm sure she could have found much more garish displays to write about than the one that uh, that she actually did send a letter about.
7: It, exactly, and, it, and to me, what, when I said institutional I'm talking about the division. If you're on the left, okay, if you're on the left, anything that people take for granted, like support on the right is wrong pretty much okay we we have gotten to the point right now where and I'll use for an example there's a movie documentary on uh, Amazon it's called the plot against the president and it goes through the uh, even before the election what has transpired within the bureaucratic state to attack Donald Trump to undermine him the relationship between the you know so called deep state and our mainstream media and it and it lays out in detail, and it and it. Two of the things that stick out in my mind was how uh, people were in these secret meetings that were supposed to be. Uh, what's that word when you're not allowed to talk about it? it? It escapes my mind right now. You know, you both know it. Help me out here. Uh,
2: Run that by me again. I'm sorry.
7: When 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 there's a meeting in the government that the information can't be made public. It's a, a certain kind of meeting.
1: Top secret, off, secret the yeah, off the behind record, behind the scene, uh, on background.
7: Executive, uh, uh, executive session?
1: Clandestine. Oh, executive session. Yeah, that's probably what you mean. Oh, okay.
7: <laughs> right, exactly. <And> so,
2: <laughs> Thank it, you, Rob.
7: This, this, <laughs> the the, the DJ. Were saying, they were in this meeting, <laughs> and they would come out for a break, and they'd look at their phone, and two minutes after the meeting was over, they'd be seeing headlines coming from what was in this meeting. And and it was to to get the media on the side of the left. But, so the point that I'm trying to make is this. You watch this movie, The Plot Against the President on Amazon, and if you're like me, and most of your callers who have paid very close attention to what has transpired in the last four to five years, it's very clear to you, and you understand it. But if you're a person that has lived your life in front of the TV watching CNN and MSNBC and the the late night uh, shows, it would be like watching a movie spoken in a foreign language. There's that kind of dichotomy in this country right now, it, we, we see it in urban, rural, conservative, liberal, uh, believers, non-believers. And, and I, I don't wanna come to the point where I'm saying that politicians are taking advantage of this div- uh, divide for their own uh, self. I think it's just something that's naturally occurring like it has had and happened in the past when we've had civil wars or revolutions throughout the world. And I, I think we're in a real dangerous place. And if we don't turn the corner here, I think what we saw last summer could be not only commonplace, but it could become much worse.
2: Well, and here's the thing that gets me. I mean, this woman wants to assert that she knows better than anybody else how people feel, and she doesn't. You know, you have a right to put up lights. She has a right not to like them, but to actually write you a letter saying that there's something wrong with what you did because I disagree with it. I mean, that strikes me yeah, as being... she's not
1: saying... Arrogance of the... She's not saying she knows how people feel. She's just she describing is. what she knows to be true no, about... No, she's saying that disparity. people are
2: going to be upset about it because they can't afford to put up their own and because the twinkling lights remind everybody of social injustice. Mm. Well, that's true. Yep, that's
7: true. Well, when you come... Yeah, and, Mark, you you mentioned about income disparity,
5: I believe. Or <laughs> Only because it's in the letter. <laughs> Yeah.
7: And, and you know, the thing about it is you have a situation where there's uh, there's natural, in, I guess it's called natural intelligence or IQ, okay, the ability of the mind to process. I don't completely understand it. But if you look at the, the bell curve of the IQ distribution, you have a large number of people right in the middle, and then as you get to the extremes or the, or at the far end, of the, there's there's fewer and fewer people. You can't expect somebody on the far left side of the curve to be, have the potential to earn in a system like we have as you have on the far right side of the curve. So you're going to have uh, inequalities when it comes to all sorts of things, and it seems to me is we have the the problem where on the left right now they're trying to take advantage of every inequality that there is and and tell people that the the Democrat left are the ones that can solve that inequality when in reality they, they can't. Yeah, but do you
1: really think that's true of most Democrats? Obviously, you know, we'll stipulate there's certainly some Democrats and maybe some other Independents or otherwise that want to, you know, level the playing field at the expense of everyone else. But most Democrats are just feel slightly differently about most national issues and aren't interested in handouts and aren't interested in giveaways and and you know doing as you're describing. And many of
2: them go to most of them go to church and put up Christmas displays.
1: Uh, right. Anyway, do you really think that most do people who are Democrats feel that way.
7: Not, not most, but okay. What the point I'm trying to make is, it's a fringe group. That you're getting, <laughs> like this letter that we're talking about right now. And, and and you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that would have just been crunched up and thrown in the garbage can, and we wouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> but we are because that is the the topic of the day. Because the media, believe it or not and again i'm going back to the plot against the president on amazon the if uh, the people on the left they're controlling the, the media right now and the people that uh, buy into that you know the 70 million people they watch this movie they're not going to understand it because they're going to hear things see things that are coming at them so fast that they've never heard before and of course they're going to chalk it up to being conspiracy theories but it's not and they're, they're just not going to understand it because it's like another language and we, we have two worlds right now. That uh, people are speaking different languages. Okay. They have different goals. And, and and we're a divided a divided country right now. And and this this particular letter and the discussion that it's uh, bringing up is uh, it's typical. All right, you we know, got it's you. Just, okay, so I'd listen. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, guys. thank you. I for appreciate calling. your show. And uh, have a happy holiday. How's that?
2: Thanks. Right, you. too. Perfectly. I'd good. I'd, I'd but, rather have a Merry Christmas, but I'll sell her for a happy holiday.
7: I'm well, just hoping to be living that
1: long. <laughs> Thanks for that, <laughs> guys. That catches everything, though. You say happy holidays, it means you you'd have a good
2: New Year's Day, too. Well, I will say both to you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And if you're Joe McGranahan, happy Hanukkah if you happen to be Jewish. If you're Joe McGranahan, <laughs> every day's a holiday.
1: Dale, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Thanks for calling in.
7: I just want to ask you,
6: when did everybody get so, so thin-skinned? Why, why does everybody <laughs> get offended? By every little thing, some somebody has Christmas lights up, somebody gets offended. It's like you can't do anything anymore. It's just you're gonna offend somebody. And I think the media stoked this fire. And that's that's not really all I want to say. And I want to <laughs> say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
7: Oh,
2: we you have guys to, have
6: a great day. We have
7: oh, to
2: beep so you nice. if you say Christmas. <laughs> you have well, to it hit, brings up a good point. I button. mean, people are thin-skinned. Everybody's looking for something to be offended about. It seems that way to me, because, you know, it used to be, as as our earlier caller said, Mike, used to be you'd crumple stuff up and throw it in the trash. Now it's drug out. Everybody needs to examine it, analyze it, look at it, sniff it to tell whether or not it passes well, the sniff plus, test. Well,
1: plus, thanks to the Internet, everybody gets to know about it. In the past, you know, it might have been possible that AP would have picked up on this when it would appear in local media out in that part of the U.S., but maybe not. It's not the feel-good topic well, of the year. But now, of course, with the Internet, you can. Share it to the whole, literally
2: the whole globe. Well, we had a caller the other day who felt that Christmas trees were an abomination, but and he talked about going to Washington D.C. in the era of Ronald Reagan, where they put up the main tree, and he wanted to chop it down because he his faith tells him that that's wrong. His belief, but, but that's his belief, and he's entitled to it in this country. Mm-hmm. He isn't actually going down and cutting down people's Christmas trees or going to their homes and yanking them out. He just says, I think they're wrong, and I think they're you know, and here's why I think they're wrong, and well, that's okay. I don't. Care care about somebody expressing their opinion. I might find it something I can't agree with, but I'm certainly willing to listen to it.
1: 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about a letter received at home in Minnesota where the family with some very modest Christmas decorations was criticized uh, for uh, being ignorant of and not caring about the uh, socioeconomic disparities in the U.S. and uh, the different religiouses. And our dark religiouses, religions, there we go, and our uh, income disparities, so, and ignoring the people suffering in the world by putting up a wreath, 1-800, <laughs> it is, it's ridiculous when you say it like that. Yes, it is ridiculous. All right, what's your view on that, folks? What do you think about people suffering? Give us a buzz, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 Well, perhaps we're talking about political correctness and the letter that was sent to a Minnesota home, one eight hundred seven 795 You're welcome to... Um give us your thoughts on that. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, Joe, you got a letter in the upper right-hand corner.
2: Right. Just when did anyone ever cease using the greeting Merry Christmas? Not in my world. Sent cards over the years with this greeting? Have a wreath on my door that states Merry Christmas. Never ceased wishing anyone a Merry Christmas. Just another baloney talking point blown out of proportion by Trump to use at his goofy rallies. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think he, what he was pointing out out, though, was that many businesses had stopped using Merry Christmas altogether. This was a few years back, Mm -hmm. and he was bringing it back. Now, I don't see anything wrong with that.
1: Well, there's really... There's no war on Christmas. That's the first thing. That's made up by politicians and Fox News. There's there no war on Christmas. Everybody celebrates Christmas. The fact that it. there's everybody no war the on Christmas is
2: made up by CNN and MSNBC.
1: It's a holiday for everybody, so th- that much is clear. But this idea that certain stores wouldn't want to say Merry Christmas, in a sense... Uh, I'm not sure I would. if I were in charge of a store I would do this myself, but in a sense... You wouldn't want to say Merry Christmas to somebody who's Jewish, or that you know to be Muslim, or you know to be an atheist. So w- that's where that comes from. So I, th- y- you try to want to catch somebody at the, uh, you know, try maybe a catch-all phrase. Have a good day comes to mind. I guess <laughs> you hear that a lot. Uh, so, uh, but I I understand what you're saying. But there is no war on Christmas. That's totally made up. It gives Rush Limbaugh something to talk about, and obviously Merry Christmas. That's still the predominant
2: phrase spoken. And do you say that in Marktopia? Do your decorations say Merry Christmas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we, all, all of the decorations in Marktopia are very garish and bright, so they well, say all kinds get of things. <laughs> no, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, nobody decorates subtly in Marktopia. All 800 We also have the Nimrod uh, Memorial Christmas tree in the town right. square.
2: Oh, well, that's good.
1: Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in early in the program. Maybe you can go longer than the appointed time before the top of the hour.
8: Oh, okay. Well, I call early sometimes, too, you know.
1: (laughs)
0: Rarely. But
8: uh, in any case, uh, uh, yeah, people are so thin-skinned. One person writes a letter to a neighbor in Minnesota, and the whole country gets offended. (laughs) I'll tell you, there's a lot of thin-skinned people out there
2: you don't find that letter offensive
8: no i don't find it offensive why not i don't think i agree with it but i don't find it offensive but i do find find it becoming a, a national news story and uh and you guy and people getting offended at the person who wrote it uh, I think, uh, I think you're accusing the wrong people of being thin-skinned. One person writes a neighbor and everybody's offended.
2: Well why did, they, why wow. did she have to write why, <laughs> why did they have to write the letter to their neighbor? Why didn't they just keep their, their mouth business. shut?
8: They felt like they had wanted to tell them something.
2: Well, what if we want to tell them something? We're telling them something, but you've got a problem with that.
8: No, I'm just saying you're accused the one person of being thin-skinned without looking at how thin-skinned the reaction was. That's very simple.
2: I don't think the reaction is thin-skinned. I think it's a pretty, pretty much an you're, outrage.
8: You're upset because someone, one person uh, wrote a letter to a neighbor in Minnesota. I'm upset so because How of it's can you be <laughs> It's
1: not it's not that we're upset it's just conversation this is uh, a talk show yeah, it's just our,
8: our well, goal is was to was talk just a private letter to uh, to somebody wasn't it and
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: But to but stop person? and think about it. Right? This is the holiday <laughs> season where we're supposed to be of good cheer and of goodwill, and we're supposed to. The holiday teaches us supposedly yeah, to love supposed to to one be another.
8: Goodwill all year long. I Don't give me one season.
2: Whatever. But I but mean, this, anyway, uh,
8: I'm more worried about my Biden signs.
2: Why? What happened to them?
8: Nothing. They're sitting there. I've been wanting to take them down for when uh, Trump concedes or when it's uh, he stops uh, fighting. Uh, the election. And I'm not sure it's happened yet, even though Safe Harbor Day has passed.
2: He's become an irrelevant as far as that goes, I think, well, because...
8: Well, uh, you know, the Republicans, the uh, 12 Republicans did something.
1: They said Joe Biden's going to be the next president?
8: No, they... Uh, they they're, they're, there's 12 Republicans that uh, signed... that uh, produced the. Uh, uh, They—they say they're—they're they're suing the stop the the Pennsylvania vote or, I believe.
2: Well, they just we lost. Heard, the, heard
8: that one place no, on No, it's a different thing. one. Different uh, including the Speaker of the House, I believe. It should be on Ten Live, I imagine. Well, you know uh, how far I that'll I didn't go, look up the details. It'll
2: yet. go as far as the other ones have gone.
8: Uh, of course it will, but uh, he, he still has the civilian control of uh, dummies of the Pentagon that I told you about. So you think he's going to start like a war going
2: on? Well, you think he's going to start a war?
8: Uh, declare martial w- law. In fact, I think that was <laughs> one of the reasons uh, that the White House spokesman gave for the reason that he was doing that, was he wanted to, you know, they wanted to uh, have control of, of, be able to assure their orders would be relayed properly to the military.
2: Well you'd have to have a reason to it, to In it, institute martial law. What
8: do you think the reason could be? Well,
2: th- th- come why, on. Why did you can't just it? declare martial law. There would have to be civil insurrection, I threats to so. property and safety that that were extraordinary for that to happen.
8: Yes, yes. Well, uh, Trump does extraordinary
2: things, doesn't he? Well, I mean, you're not willing to concede that the guy, he wants his day in court, he's entitled to it. I think that once he has it, he He will go quietly into that good night. huh?
8: I hope. But we'll see. I'll give him another (laughs) day or two to see if... uh, He's calmed down about it and ha- isn't threatening anything else. Before I take my signs down, because that's well, that was my standard
2: for. He hasn't threatened anybody. The, he's the just taken he's down. just taken them to court. He hasn't threatened anybody. He hasn't said I'm going to kill Chris if he doesn't take the Biden signs down.
8: Yes, and now that is his, he he flooded the court with nonsense, and now he's uh, now has he given up? We don't know. We'll find out Well, you're saying a his suits are nonsense but if he th- if, I'm if he
2: thinks there's some and, validity to them he has every right to file them
8: and by the way that that if you remember I, I told you about what two weeks before the election I told you I, my theory about why uh, Trump was doing certain things and it was and meeting with the Republicans in the, the houses and it was due for first, due and it was precisely because of, uh, what is, of trying to get the representatives in the houses in the Republican states to, to, uh, vote in their, his own electors and you called I me mean, a crazy conspiracy theorist about
2: that. Hasn't happened. And
8: then, No, it hasn't happened, but there obviously was a conspiracy to get it done. Oh, no conspiracy. It since, right?
2: I don't think there, you, you have no proof there the was a conspiracy.
8: conspiracy. Felt, it doesn't mean it didn't Where, where's exist. Your,
2: where's your proof there was a conspiracy? Let's hear the proof.
8: It happened.
2: It didn't happen. How about that? <laughs> there, there was no conspiracy. It didn't happen. You know, he, he may have talked to people no, about he, options. No,
8: he, he attempted to do it, though. That's what those, several of those lawsuits were about. They talked he, about options. It was, was uh, getting, trying to get states to re- uh, send their own electors through the hou- their house, the houses.
2: And it hasn't, uh, that is certainly something they could do if they felt the and election was stolen. And they
8: legal suits trying to get it done.
2: What, what lawsuits, well, to, to get their own electors appointed? Yeah, but they'd have to throw out the vote first, and nobody's doing that.
8: And even uh, the Texas guy did it. The, te- the corrupt governor, Texas governor who's under indictment for two different things at the same time. He tried to get, he sued uh, to get four other states to do that. And that got thrown out, of course, too.
2: Well, but it seems tried. to me that it seems to me you're the very definition of thin-skinned, Chris.
8: What do you mean?
2: Well, you're offended by everything the president does. He's trying to do some I'm stuff. I'm
8: offended by everything it does. I'm offended by certain things. For instance, uh, the 268 children that they haven't reunited with the parents yet.
2: How do you know they from haven't?
8: The, from the holding the kids at the border.
2: How do you know they haven't reunited them?
8: It's in the news.
2: Okay. Is that good enough for you? Oh, yeah, and I'm sure you know, MSNBC is all over it. I
8: haven't told you why I'm offended yet. <laughs> Besides that they did it, and they, they uh, turned over the trying to reunite them to non-governmental agencies, and they supposedly gave all the information they had, and then just last week they said, Oh, well, we have this additional information. We actually have telephone conduct tax for some of them. All right. But we hadn't turned that information over to you yet.
1: We've got to move on, Chris. Thank you so, so much. That,
8: that's the type of things they do <laughs> that, right. in, the, in the Trump administration, and I, I'm pretty offended by that. Incidentally,
2: yeah. you may be interested in knowing that Texas Governor Rick Perry was indicted, but then he has Not been for, cleared of all charges. Rick
8: Perry, the, 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 the current one.
2: Well, you said the Texas. I don't know. I just Googled is the Texas governor under indictment, and what came up was Rick Perry. But Joe's phone filters out uh, (laughs) bad results.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. All right, there are allegations against Governor (laughs) (laughs) Abbott. Allegations. Joe uses Fox Google. All right, stand by, Joseph. Sorry about the delay. We'll be right
4: back. This year, don't just cope with winter, command Command it! it. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia! This holiday season, Sunbury Motors Kia has the deals on the new lineup of cars and SUVs built to help you take on winter during Kia's holiday sales event. Sunbury Motors Kia has the 2021 Kia Sportage with rebates and discounts up to 4558 off. And there's 29 in stock. There's 13 of the 2021 Kia Forte available. The Forte gets 41 MPG and starts at 18497. Plus, SMC has the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Sorento arriving weekly. 14 or do this month and next. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10 year, 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. It's the Command the Season sales event at Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 on the strip in Hubble's Wharf. Restrictions apply. Financing through KMS. Warranties are limited powertrain warranties. See dealer for details or go to Kia.com.
1: Welcome back, to WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. Patience is a virtue, which makes Joseph uh, the finest man in the world. Thank you so much for waiting, sir. You're on the mark.
6: Oh, I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you two gentlemen are uh, very, uh, pretty well, very well, I'd say, educated about the world and things. I have a question. What does the root meaning of the word Protestant mean?
2: Mm, somebody who protests. Who protests I I guess. Yeah, somebody who doesn't isn't happy with the current order.
6: In other words, yes, you're right. It means protester, actually. Right. It was a vernacularized Protestant, which is a protester. Why did they get that name in the 1500s and throughout history, even back further than that?
2: Well, history would tell us it's because they were opposed to the Catholic Church and the injustices that were in there at the time.
6: You got wow. it, right. Holy smokes. Now, here's, here's the point. Not only the injustices of selling indulgence, in other words, you could pay your way into heaven, that, they said.
2: Okay? That's true, they did.
6: And we know that's wrong. And not only that, but the Catholic Church in 365, the Council of Laodicea, changed to the Seventh-day Sabbath, seventh, in the Bible, the Fourth Commandment of the Big Ten, to the first day of the week, what they call Sunday, Psalter's Day. Also, they bring in Uh, Good Friday and Easter has nothing to do with the Passover and the resurrection of our Savior three days and three nights hence because you can't get three days and three nights from Good Friday sunset to before sunrise Easter Sunday. Okay, now I want to get on to Christmas. In the Catholic Church, the highest mass is the mass of Christ. It's called Christ's Mass. Now, the early Protestants, Puritans and whatever, they would have nothing to do with that. And if you would oppose that back in the 1500s, you were a dead man. You'd be tortured and tormented. It was called the Crusade. Uh, excuse me, the Inquisition. And and uh, not only that, but the Crusades were all led by uh, Catholic, Catholicism. And so the Protestant Reformation took place. And it's still going on. But if you call yourself a Protestant, which most of America is, a lot of it anyhow, it was <laughs> at one time, then you got to be in what that word means I am a protester I protest against these things that the Catholic Church has set up
2: so you're protesting against Christmas to this day. are you protesting Christmas, against Christmas Easter
6: Sunday uh, images idols that they bow down and worship in fact Pope John Paul II. I was in the Vatican I saw Pope John Paul the second before he died and he said that the Virgin Mary was the mediatrix of all grace necessary for salvation well, I don't think she died for my sins. Her son did. She was a wonderful woman, a virtuous woman. And all of this she did relates not die to what? For our sins, and she does not make intercession Christmas. for us now. But they believe these but do you believe, abominable uh, things. But
2: you the topic that we were talking about was sending a letter to a family whose Christmas lights you didn't like? Do you have a problem with Christmas lights too?
6: Well, uh, actually, I. In fact, the whole thing is satanic it really is if you get down to the river and I, I called in the other day about the Christmas tree and I, all I did was cite uh, Jeremiah chapter 10 where my heavenly father says, don't do this don't go out at a certain time of year the signs of heaven and that's when only that's the only time that people go cut a tree down bring it in deck it with silver and gold at the, at the time of the winter solstice that's a fact and uh, not only that and I would like Christians to listen up carefully <laughs> If, they, if the world loves it, and the world loves Christmas, the world, I'm talking about unsaved people, people who are not born again and filled with his spirit. They love Christmas. It, it, that, 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 uh, that's a red flag to me, because uh, the things of the world, they hate the things of the almighty Yahweh.
2: Well, All right. you know, let's say it let's look at it this way. Uh, whatever you call him, Earl, Stanley, Yahweh, whoever, uh, it is <laughs> the Son of God who was sent here to set us free from sin. So what that difference does it make what you call him, and if you worship him and if you believe that he died for your sins, okay. what's the well, problem? Here's
6: the difference. In the scriptures it says there's one name given under heaven, Acts four twelve. One name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. When Gabriel came from heaven, he told the Savior's mother, "You're going to have a child, and you're going to call his name Yahshua. He spoke in Hebrew. He did not speak in English. The English language was not even invented at that time. But so what? If and we're so talking about the same person, name.
2: if we're talking about the same person, I don't think of Jesus, if you're worshiping him, I don't think he cares what you call him as long as you got you know who he is and what he did for you. Just don't call him late for dinner. Don't call him late for dinner, right?
6: <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing to make light of. But uh, here's another point. In the book of Jeremiah, many, many times, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, Israelites, they were, they were serving God. In fact, Jeremiah says, you're serving God that neither you nor your father knew. And they were serving paid deeds, but they didn't understand they were. They thought that they were serving almighty Yahweh. But Yahweh does not receive false worship. It has to be in truth, in the spirit, and in truth. The Savior said that. The father seeketh such to worship him in spirit and truth. So the truth is, uh, okay. Jews, uh, in fact, the Jews in the Bible never celebrated uh, birthdays. There's only three places in the Bible where birthdays were celebrated, and death and destruction happened on all of them. Job's sons and daughters all died. All right, got to uh, get the hook
2: we we uh, we got to move along, but thank you. And I'm sorry we disagree on this, but I, I think yep. as long as we're worshiping somebody, we're in good shape. Thank you so, so
1: much,
6: you Joseph. You better make sure who it is. Right. <laughs> and you You're better right, the have wrong the guy. right it's, name, because it's hey, if, I, if, I, if I sign a paycheck, or a check, I can't put on there father, son, or, or John Smith. i got to put my proper name on that Well, we name. don't have
2: anybody around today who actually was there pronouncing the name at the time, so we're all well, making no, a guess. There, there's biblical thank you, Joseph. records
6: in the, in the Encyclopedia Judaica, okay. You can find out his name is Yahweh, and his son's name is like that, Yahshua. And Hebrew, it means Yahweh is salvation.
3: All right. Jesus we does not you. mean
6: Yahweh is salvation. Thank you, you so a much. a man-made <laughs> contrivance.
2: A man-made contrivance, but referring to the same person. Thank you so much, Joseph. Super call. Appreciate that. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. It says, great news. The biggest mystery of this century has finally been solved. Yesterday, all states have certified the election results, and earlier, the Supreme Court, in a one-sentence declaration, rejected hearing a case against Pennsylvania's mail-in voting. The results of these events, hold on to your chairs, Joe Biden won the election. What? Now we can finally turn our attention to more important matters. Perhaps the war on Christmas might be a good place to start. <laughs> hey, we Merry Christmas, that's signed John. At, and that's what we're discussing. <laughs> that's what we're discussing right now. All right. <laughs> then uh, poor Chris, it must be awful to be him. Trump apparently haunts his mind 24-7. Everything is Trump's fault. You were talking about some miserable do-gooder complaining about other people's Christmas lights, and he still finds a way to bring up Trump. Chris is the perfect candidate to work at the likes of CNN or MSNBC, where it's all the time doom and gloom, and of course, it's all Trump's fault. Signed, Doug. Yeah, their ratings are going to plummet <laughs> after after Christmas. He's right. I mean, the, the world is, blame Trump for everything.
1: <laughs> well, Trump has basically done everything, so that's part of the issue. Well, right? you know, you can't say love him or hate him. You can't ignore him. I want to remind folks about the Sunbury Motor Company. We invite you to do what I do. That's initially look at a brand-new Ford Ranger, order it up, get it in. We got a couple of them in down there that had my name on them. Uh, We let them get sold right out from under my feet because I started looking at a Ford F-150. This will be a full-size truck, and I'm not going to pay much more for it. Uh, Really, the uh, Ford F-150, you can get the the baseline model right around $30,000 or so and get a few bells and whistles added on. I'm going to get the hybrid model that has two rows of seats and the 8-foot bed and the power rear window and the moonroof. And uh, we'll go for leather seats even though I have to have like a worker man cover on my seat. Uh, But there's going to be a nice tricked out vehicle that's going to be very comfortable. It's got collision avoidance electronics in it to make sure that I stop running into things. And guess what? It will be an affordable price and they'll be able to get it at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's what I want. Joe wants his Lincoln Navigator. that has got all this extra glass on it. He does not want anything hybrid. He's never seen a gallon of gas that shouldn't be wasted and he's going to make sure. And you know what? He's going to find out that the Lincoln Navigator gets some wonderful fuel mileage into the 20s on the highway and the low teens, the way Joe drives. But the bottom line is it's the perfect vehicle for Joe. And there's a Kia that I'm going to give to my wonderful, lovely daughter out on the West Coast area and a Hyundai that my lovely bride will be tooling around in shortly. This is an opportunity for you to get the perfect vehicles for your family. December is a wonderful time to buy a vehicle. You can do it uh, online right from your home. You don't even know you need to go down there. Even if you're ordering a vehicle, and you can even uh, make arrangements for them to evaluate your trade just to make sure that you're getting top dollar for the trade. And they would just love to talk to you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Go to sunburymotors.com and uh, talk to them about you your vehicle needs. They would just love to super serve you like never before. All right, we have open phones. We started out talking about a letter that was sent to some homeowners encouraging them uh, to take down their Christmas displays because it uh, ignores the income and other disparities and And differences
2: in the U.S. we've learned that Catholics have created the satanic Christmas holiday that we were, we celebrated.
1: Yeah, if it weren't for you guys, there'd be no Protestants. Well, I mean, how come you Lutherans
2: celebrate it too if we Catholics created it and it's satanic? Well, you're, you're part of the satanic cover-up then. We worship it correctly. Uh-uh. Why do you do that? One 7 Well, first of all, we gather
1: on about ten thirty in the. And there's evening meatloaf on involved. Christmas I see. There is, and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's all involved. So yes, give us a buzz. Uh, we have open phones. Uh, maybe uh, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, catches your fancy. They finally turned away uh, the uh, the uh, idea that Pennsylvania's election law is flawed in some way, and of course state legislature has all kinds of ideas for improvements they're considering. Maybe that's on your mind. Uh, It is not necessarily over. Basically, what the Supreme Court did is is said they're not going to grant any immediate injunction, but they may revisit it again in the years ahead. There's another lawsuit headed to the U.S. Supreme Court, and that's right where Trump's judges will judge in his favor, despite the fact that the law may instruct them to do otherwise. And uh, we invite you to comment that. Is that right, that you would have your own judges on the U.S. Supreme Court? 1-800-795-9565, political correctness. Is it okay to say Merry Christmas, or does that exclude people? And what
2: are we going to do about people who are suffering. And then we have a text that says, good morning. This goes out to my selfish coworker who had friends and family over for Thanksgiving. Now we have COVID-19 in our workhouse. Thanks for thinking about yourself. Ah, that's not good. That's the equivalent of writing that nasty gram about Christmas
1: lights. Yeah, the uh, Thanksgiving turned out to be a pickle. And uh, strangely enough, uh, this isn't my observation, this is from Dr. Levine, that it will be right around Christmas time that folks that got
2: infected at Thanksgiving will die. So Well there's a cheerful thought. Welcome to the holidays. <laughs> Hope you survive. Between that and our satanic celebrations we're in big trouble. All right,
1: one 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. One person who's very keen to the suffering that goes on in the world. He can sense suffering. (laughs) I don't know if he's sensing it right now, but uh, Al is on the phone from Northumberland, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark.
9: Yeah, I want to say good morning, and I like to try and put a smile on people's face. So if I had a neighbor that was anonymous and get... I'd want that to really just give me a call, so I can work to put a smile on that frown for them. Maybe <laughs> bake them some cookies.
1: Turn that frown upside down.
9: Turn that frown upside down. Bake them some cookies, and have a nice holiday together because it's been a rough year. So maybe they ought to put their efforts in the trying to get along, and you know, baking cookies and straightening out the problems with your neighbors and. Uh, things like that and might be better off than the way they're going about it that way. And, okay. I, and to Joe's thing, I answered a lot of different names. Uh, Trump, uh, Fruitcake, <laughs> <of course.
8: laughs>
2: I like the latter. Fruitcake, that's a good name People for People call you that?
9: <laughs> they call me that, yes. Yeah, At My favorite restaurant. They call me Fruitcake. fruitcake. Or Trump.
2: Where do you eat?
9: And then, uh, well,
2: don't, maybe we don't want to know.
9: It really rhymes with my real first name, but we can't say it on the air because you know my first name and what rhymes with it. Oh. Well, <laughs> okay. Or Mr. Clean Much, my mom, was my favorite one. So it doesn't matter which name they call me. I, I'm still here to try and put a smile on people's face and let's have a positive Christmas.
2: Well, and then you don't buy into the satanic origin of it.
9: No, because uh, we'd all be speaking Bible language. If we wanted to be like Joe, we'd all be speaking a different language that we don't know. So we know that Jesus came to save the world. And that's exactly what he did. And if you live like that each day, it's, it's hard to keep the smile off your face.
2: So then you don't buy it that we have to call him exactly this or that.
7: Yeah.
1: Well, no. but we've kind of conventionalized religion so that it fits into our busy, busy lives. <laughs> we kind of put it through a tiny funnel so that it fits yeah, in what space is available.
9: A time of year where, where if you, you know, play Santa Claus, you see, make a lot of people happy, and if you just have a decent life, uh, it's a happy time of year, and with this pandemic and, and the threat I heard in my restaurant this morning is they're thinking they're going to get shut down again by Friday when when uh, Tommy Tommy does his little speech again.
1: Now, Tom Wolf says he's not shutting anything down. That's up to us to what? be...
9: He said that. you you believe him?
2: <laughs> and, of course, today the Seelands Grove School District went back to in-person instruction, and almost everybody else is doing remote these days.
9: <clears throat> well, you don't know what's next. You don't know what's next, so just keep your muzzle up, like I said the other day. Um, No, I'm not planning on
2: shooting anybody, Al, no matter what. Pardon? I said, I'm not planning on shooting anybody, so I won't keep my muzzle up.
9: (laughs) I meant the one that goes over your face.
2: Oh, okay. Well, we don't muzzle ourselves here. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the last
1: thing. (laughs) It's
9: like the submission thing.
2: Hard to do the show with a a muzzle on.
1: Prevents Joe from biting his neighbor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on okay, note, th- okay. On that note, I think on you and then backed into a corner. <laughs> Al, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate that. Thanks yeah, for thank all. Thank you, you for doing. putting Thanks. a smile on yeah. our
2: face.
5: Yep. You're welcome.
1: Okay. Appreciate that. All right. 1-800. Yeah, there was a big rumor. Penn Live did a story about it, uh, that uh, the governor was going to announce all these shutdown things. He does have a news conference planned for today, but it's talk about agriculture-related topics as it relates to the pandemic. And then the governor's office said, no, that's a rumor. He's not planning. Somebody copy and pasted uh, Philadelphia's laws and said the governor was going to announce these. And then that really got the rumor started. So there were ultra-reliable people saying, hey, the governor's going to announce a big shutdown today. It just a rumor.
2: Al did not put a smile on the face of many people who support the governor by calling him Commie Tommy. Mm. I don't believe he's a communist. I believe he has. But I still am willing to concede that he is trying to keep Pennsylvania safe. And I don't think, compared to some other governors, the Cuomos and the Newsoms, he's a much better governor. He's taking a more... Nuanced approach to this thing. Well, because the Governor we,
1: Wolf, we know how to prevent giving ourselves the virus. Now we were, were less knowledgeable about that in March and April and May and June, and when the, we, you know, we had you the color-coded issues. But now we are 100% clear how you
2: get it. You get it in close contact, maskless contact with how do you people get any virus? virus? That's how you get any virus, Mark. We've known that for a century. How you get a virus. Well,
1: that's true, but we know more about the coronavirus now. And, then, and the governor says he doesn't want to do shutdowns. And as uh, one one of the Penn Live tweets overnight says, previously reliable sources <laughs> were promulgating this rumor overnight that the governor was going to do more
2: shutdowns. And the last word goes to one of our listeners who says, I want my Christmas lights to shine in outer space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of lights. Amen. If you can't see them from the <laughs> space station, you ain't got enough lights. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK, OK, Sunbury.